College prep? Yes! College prep? Yes! Hi everyone! Welcome to College Prep? Yep! That's right! The podcast where students and parents have fun talking all about college prep. We walk you through the process and help you tackle those tough moments where you find yourself wondering, now what? Hey, Aaron, now what? Let's get started with our episode. Brought to you by NSphere College Planning Services. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our fourth episode of College Prep. Yep. Today's episode is I'm Worried About My Extracurriculars. Now what? We're Carmela and Erin, and we just have a few quick reminders before we get started. Don't forget to check out our online Facebook, College Coaching Community, where you have 24-7 access to both Erin and myself. There are online membership programs. Please check those out to see which option is best for you. Uh, Do not forget to follow us on iTunes. If you would like to, please rate us. We would really enjoy that. Uh, And don't forget to stay tuned till the end of the episode for your free download. So let's jump right in. I'm worried about my extracurriculars. Now what? This is a super common question that we get from students all the time, particularly those in the younger grades who might just be starting high school. They're really worried about which clubs they should be joining, how many they should be joining, just how exactly should they be spending their time outside of class. Well, the fact of the matter is that first and foremost, admissions officers, they're going to look at your test scores, uh, the rigor of your courses, and your grades, of course. But after that, they are interested in your extracurricular activities. Uh, They can get these intangible qualities that they um, get from the extracurricular activities through other means, like your essay or glowing recommendation letters. But this really shows, as I always say, that you can walk the walk. Uh, So what? What I mean by that is that in an essay, someone can put anything they'd like, but if you're saying that you're interested in leadership or you have a true passion about something in life, having something that's showing that you're volunteering or you're actively involved in these activities, it just goes to prove what you're saying, and that's really important when it comes to the admissions process. And you used a really important word there, Carmela, passion, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think sometimes there's a misconception, students and parents feel like colleges are just looking for the quote-unquote well-rounded student. And this is sort of this myth that I almost think has been built up. So students basically feel like they have to do everything to prove that they are this well-rounded student. That's funny because when I was in high school, I feel like I was absolutely involved in everything. I was just trying to be the best at everything I could possibly do. And I honestly did feel, I think, a little over overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, just from what you've told me, Erin, I think you were involved in a lot of things too. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Um, so basically, that's actually not what colleges would prefer to see. They're really looking for students who have that passion in maybe just one or two areas. And they would prefer to see that you are really committed to those one or two passions. They'd rather see that you are diving in very deeply. You're really getting to know everything there is about this topic 
topic or you know if you're playing an instrument that you're really committed you're in multiple groups or you you can show them that you've spent a lot of time you've devoted a ton of time and energy into this passion they'd much rather see a student who's really great and really passionate at one thing versus a student who maybe dabbles in 20 different things quality is just so much more important than quantity when we're talking about extracurriculars uh, let me ask you a question, Erin. Does it really matter? Uh, does your passion have to actually align with your college major? For instance, if I wanted to major in English, but I was extremely passionate maybe about dancing or the arts, is this something that's a conflict or is it actually beneficial? That's actually beneficial, I would say. And again, great question. You always have great <laughs> questions. Um, we do get that question all the time. We have students who are interested in engineering, and so they do feel like sometimes that they have to limit themselves to just focusing on science or math-related activities outside of school, and that's just not the case. Colleges would actually prefer to see that you are pursuing your genuine interests. And so we've seen students successfully get accepted at their absolute favorite schools when they are being true to themselves and authentically pursuing the things that they're really passionate about, even if that doesn't necessarily align perfectly with what they're hoping to major in. Yeah, and I think this is something uh, that goes perfectly with how we began this episode, where we talked about uh, these extracurricular activities being a point where you can actually separate yourself from other applicants, where you can show what's interesting about yourself. So being unique and having an interesting combination of passions, I think, can truly work in your favor. Yep. Uh, if you're going to take anything from what we just talked about from the first part of this podcast, please let it be that quality is more important than quantity. Like Aaron stated. So let go of everything maybe that you've been told up into this point. Uh, we hear a lot of times that there is a perfect combination, right Aaron? So there's a perfect combination of things you should be volunteering for. This is absolutely not the case. Uh, it's not magic. It's not rocket science. Uh, you should, as Aaron said, choose something that you are truly passionate about. Colleges really don't care what that is. Uh, you could volunteer for like a DNA research project. You could do fly fishing. I mean, it doesn't matter at all. It's just better to be consistently involved in one two, maybe three activities. Uh, but I do have a question again, Erin. Yeah. I, I always have questions for you. If someone is volunteering, say, once a year for something they're passionate about, is there a difference in the college admissions officer's eyes between volunteering once a year or someone who is consistently volunteering for that same passion every Saturday? Right. There's totally a difference. Okay. They would much rather see that you are consistently devoting your time towards this activity. So, I mean, colleges, basically what they're looking for is how are you spending your time outside of school? They want to see you're doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you are volunteering, you know, just once a year mm -hmm. for this particular project, I'm sure colleges would want to know then, well, what are you doing with the rest of your time the rest of the year? So um, you could be, you know, pursuing other activities or other other projects that are still relating to that one passion of yours, that's fine. But if we're simply comparing volunteering once a year uh, versus doing so on a regular basis, they would much prefer to see that you're doing something on that consistent regular basis. Okay. And then the summertime. Summertime just comes to mind because you're sitting here saying they want to know what you're doing, right? So in my eyes, I would think that the summertime is it's a very important time to start pursuing these interests. I would think that colleges are particularly interested when school takes a break 
what are you doing? Is this something that you think as well? or Yes. Um, I totally think that that is very, very important. And like we said, again, colleges want to know, what do you do when you have free time? They'd like to see that you are a student who's motivated, who challenges yourself, who goes out and takes action and is proactive about pursuing um, whatever your interests might be. And so it can be a hobby. I know we've had students in the past who felt like, well, this wasn't an official group where I had an official title and they'll come to me saying I really don't have anything to put on my college application and so we sit down and, and I ask them well what are you doing when your homework's finished or on a weekend or over the summer what are you doing with your time and typically it turns out that students are working on something they're doing something um, we've had students in the past who it turns out that you know just on their own time they've been working on sketching or painting and they actually have this very great interest in art and they're very artistic and very creative and so basically what we've been able to do in those cases is even submit an art portfolio as huh. part of the college application and that can really enhance a student's chances of getting accepted because again that's just firsthand proof of what am I doing outside of school what excites me and how am I motivated to pursue that. And I think the same would go for if you're into creative writing or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. I do not want you to take away from this episode, though, that you should spend your summers completely immersed in whatever type of work you're doing uh, in extracurricular activities and have no fun. Uh, you can still have sleepovers. You can still video game, right? Uh, but the important thing to realize is if you truly are choosing a passion and an extracurricular activity that is fun for you, it shouldn't feel like work to get ready for college. It should feel like you're having fun. Um, right. And actually, that's one thing that we do work very closely with our students on. Um, so those of you, especially if you're in your sophomore or junior year, this would be a great time to maybe schedule a phone call or a meeting with me, um, even video conferences that can work as well so that we can maybe game plan going forward what would be the best way to spend your summer and we have had those meetings before and they've been very successful where students might come in and say you know I have three different great opportunities which one would be the most useful or would look the best on my college application and we will talk through things like time commitment and um, what does the rest of your resume look like and as an admissions officer what am I seeing when I'm looking at this list of how you've spent your time thus far so we can be strategic about it that is what we're here for we we're here to help you with this so um, so I don't want you to feel like you're completely alone in trying to plan out how to spend your time. And that is the perfect time, I think, to remind you that if you don't already have access to either Erin or myself on a regular basis, it is not too late. It is actually very possible to do so. Uh, check out the college coaching community online. That is our Facebook group. I personally think that's the best way. Um, you can ask us questions. We respond in real time. You have daily tips and tricks and polls, and you're connected with an entire group of people that are going through the same thing as you. Uh, we now offer, don't forget, those online packages and services so be sure to go to our website to follow up and see which option is the best for you. Uh, keep staying tuned we have our free download at the end of this episode.
Great. Thank you so much, Carmela. Um, so I guess something else I wanted to talk about is a few other things that admissions officers might look for when they are looking at your resume of extracurricular activities. So one of the things that they will look for is whether leadership or initiative has been demonstrated. So it does matter and it can help to take on a leadership position within a student group. Um, that doesn't mean you have to go out and become the president of everything. Um, but if you are are very committed to a particular group and you have that opportunity, I always say go for it. Um, I think it just shows the college, once again, it's further proof of how committed you are to this activity. If you're not able to obtain a leadership role, it is okay. There's actually many other options and ways that you can prove to the admissions committee that you have those traits. Uh, one thing that you can do is actually head up a special project. This could be something to maybe increase membership in the group. Uh, you could also do something along the lines of fundraising. This is a really important effort and a challenge, I think, that every group is going to face. And what I think is great about fundraising is you have hard data then. You have numbers. You can say, I raised X amount of dollars yeah. for this group, and I'm really proud of that. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. That's something that you should be doing. Uh, we're going to go over briefly uh, a timeline for students when they're kind of thinking about how they should be um, conducting themselves and how they should be choosing these extracurricular activities. Uh, this doesn't hold to a T. There's plenty of variations. I think as always, the earlier you get started in identifying these true passions, the better. Uh, but starting out in freshman year, all you're going to want to do is kind of put your feelers out, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really know a passionate phrase to say there, but just <laughs> <laughs> try a little bit of everything. It's like a buffet. Um, you want to see what's out there um, and, and what you truly care about. You move into sophomore year, you really want to start focusing on maybe three or four of those activities. If you're overwhelmed and you just think, I might like everything, that's really when you do want to contact Erin and sit down with her one-on-one. -on -one. Absolutely. And like I said, we do this all the time. That's what we're here for. We're here to help things feel less overwhelming so that we can determine what next steps make the most sense for us. And so junior year, we're really looking to settle in. Um, it's not too late if you haven't done so yet at that time. Again, contact me, set up your meeting, um, but look for ways to make a difference. So even joining a group um, that you hadn't been a part of before, and like Carmela had suggested, taking on a special project and showing that initiative, that's still something. And so senior year comes around, extracurriculars are still meaningful. Now is not the time to suddenly quit all of your clubs. No, 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 no. <laughs> you still want to show on your college application that you are maintaining those commitments, that you have that consistency. And, and now is also not the time senior year to just decide you're you know, switching gears altogether. Uh, you're joining a thousand different clubs because you just panic and you're concerned you don't have enough right. on that application. <laughs> yes. Do your work ahead of time, prepare, and be confident going into senior year. After all, this is application season. So Carmela, I know you were super involved in everything in high school. So being that, I guess you might be the expert on how to find these clubs and how to find these groups. What are some ways that I could get started if I'm a student and I'm just looking to find something? I think what happened to me and what can happen to a lot of students in general is I was friends with tons and tons of people, right? With tons and tons of different influences. So when you talk to your friends, it's really the most important thing. You ask them, 
hey, what are you doing after school today? And they say, oh, the drama club actually has a meeting or the speech and debate team has a meeting or tryouts. That's something that you can feel free to just tag along and join. That's what happened to me. I was in speech and debate club and cheerleading and dance and just a million different things because my friends did it. Uh, you do end up, like I said, as you progress through high school, finding those true um, passions or, or influences. That's awesome. Um, something I would also recommend is checking bulletin boards, websites at your high school. Oftentimes when, especially I would say the start of the school year is a prime time for this, many clubs are advertising because they like to get new members. So you probably will see announcements or things posted on the walls at school. So pay attention to those and start thinking about which ones sound interesting to you. Yeah, these bulletin boards, I know that a lot of students don't do this anymore, but you know, when I was younger, I did go to the library and study. Uh, this is a great place to kind of look at the bulletin boards as well. They'll be um, posting volunteer work and just some ideas I think are going to be a little bit interesting and unique. Um, counselors, teachers, these are good places to go for help as well. A lot of times teachers will have a passion that you may not even know about. So they may actually be heading up a group that you haven't heard of before. And I think if you get in in the early stages, that's great. You're there to kind of contribute to the growth of the sport or the club or the group and that's something that just looks even better to say I was there from the very beginning up until now I'm so sad to leave I've just helped this group flourish and that's my true passion so far right um and then I guess when all else fails you can always start your own club I actually did this in high school. Um, I really wanted to be a part of an acapella group, and there wasn't one um, yeah. at my school. And so two of my friends and I, we decided we were going to start our own group. And so we did. Um, and I know every high school's procedures are different. So we started by approaching our, um, our guidance counselor and asking, what do we need to do? We're interested in starting this group. What is the procedure? What like Is there paperwork? Do we have to talk to someone in particular? And so in our case, we needed to find a teacher who could sponsor our group. That was actually quite easy. We just went to our, <laughs> our choir teacher and we asked her and she said, sure, of course, I'd love to do this. And then there was a simple application we filled out. And I want to say it maybe took two weeks in total. And then we were here. We, we had our group. Um, we were able to start auditions. And from there, you know, it was pretty much smooth sailing. And so I would say if, if the group, your ideal dream group does not exist, don't be afraid and don't feel overwhelmed about starting your own. Again, colleges see that as you showing initiative. Please just remember to uh, focus on quality, not quantity. Choose something that you are truly passionate about. Uh, the admissions office will be able to tell the difference. Uh, I would like to get a drum roll at this time. <laughs> I am about to announce today's free download. Today's free download is the timeline. So we will give you a comprehensive, detailed timeline of how to help your students throughout their entire high school process so that they have the best chance come college admission season to get accepted with the help of their extracurricular activities. And you can get that timeline at www.nsphercps.com backslash podcast. That is CPS as in College Planning Services. <laughs> Don't forget, come join us on Facebook to be part of our private online college coaching community. We'd love to meet you soon. Uh, also, if you are not streaming this on iTunes, please do so. You're able to download this to your cell phone and watch it anytime on the go. Uh, we are asking you to do us one favor, please. 
If you're enjoying this, please rate us and leave a positive review. I think that helps us show up higher in the rankings so it's less digging for you and helps us reach a wider audience. Exactly. And do not forget to check out our online services. You can find those on our website as well. With any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, or ideas for upcoming episodes, be sure to email us at cps at ensphercps.com. You can also always leave those comments directly on our website as well at ensphercps.com backslash podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Carmella and Erin. Our next episode coming up is I'm looking at college rankings. Now what? Now what is right? We hope to see you on next episode and have a great day. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>